This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode number 282. And of course, I am one of your hosts, Brandon, who you can follow on Twitter at BTTG161. Also joined here by Dave. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. Dave, how are you doing? I am doing amazing. How are you doing, Brandon? I am doing awesome as always. And let me reassure everybody that Dave is in fact here and that was not a Dave the Rave soundboard like in the past with this button. Bob Bathroom. <laughs> yes. So uh, check us out. Markingout.com. Facebook.com slash Markingout. YouTube.com slash Markingout11. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. Use the code AMERICA up until Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, get 20% off. We have our classic logo t-shirt being sold on there for the first time. Well, for the first time in general, but that t-shirt, classic logo shirt, is being sold for the first time since 2012, I want to say. Yeah, so everybody, make sure you get on there and uh, purchase that T-shirt. Yeah, making its big, big return. Uh, how how was your week this week? It was uh, it was good. It went by very quickly. But ma- talking about making a big return this week, Brandon, how are you doing today? I don't know what that means. You already asked me that. I did. <laughs> yeah, you did. One hundred for I'll bet you a hundred dollars. Yeah. I, I literally bet you a hundred dollars. How do you? How are you going to want to prove this? Uh, we'll prove it after the air. <laughs> you literally owe me a hundred dollars, dude. I, I, the first thing that's right. You take it from the million dollars that you owe me for the Degrassi trivia. <laughs> it was, it, first of all, it was a million bucks, not a million dollars. Uh, no, it was a dollar. It was a million bucks. And, and you still uh, haven't paid. I don't have any bucks. Well, I could give you, a, I, I could give you a million young bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Oh, okay. I'll get, I'll get them to super kick you at a birthday party. Yeah, you're going to pay them? They don't have to be paid. They get internet exposure. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so my week my week was good. Not that you mm-hmm. asked. It was, it was interesting. What do you mean by interesting? I guess interesting was the, the wrong word to use, but it's, uh, it's Bobby Bonilla Day. Oh, that's something today to he note. gets. Uh, he gets his moolah. Yeah, one point two million dollars every year from the Mets. Much, much be nice. How's that? Like, I don't. I still don't much understand. I still don't understand how that like happened. I yeah, I still don't get that at all. It is. I yeah, it's baffling. Like, like since they're paying him, can they? Like, are they not allowed to like make him play or? I I don't know. So I would, we haven't spoken I would make about this, it. I would make this day every single year, Bobby Bonilla Day. Make him come in and play like Jose Reyes on the on the Cyclones. Yeah, right. So we haven't spoken about it, but 
how was uh, Sting and uh, uh, Peter Gabriel? Yeah, it was it was good. Um, yeah, it was not the well actually yeah it was the only concert I saw this week. Mm-hmm. Not the first concert of the summer though. Uh, first concert of the summer was Dolly Parton, which uh, didn't we speak about that already? No, because I saw that on Saturday. Oh, and how was good old Dolly? It was good. Dolly was good. Yeah. Uh, Did ben- you get to hear uh, John Cena's theme song? No, because that's not hard. You always oh. say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the like that's not. I what's the what, what's her name? Are you sure she doesn't do a cover of it? Yeah, the the cover that you're thinking of is Reba McIntyre. Oh, I was so close. Yeah. Not really. not really at all, but mm-hmm. but yeah, it was good. the The venue was strange, super Did she strange. Sing that like song that she does, the really good one. Which is what? I don't know. Doesn't she have like two? I, I mean, she has multiple more than two. <laughs> I mean, she's a fantastic writer, yeah. fantastic singer. So what was so uh, awkward about the? Uh, Area that you saw this. Well, the stadium, it's the Forest Hills Stadium in Forest Hills, Queens. Mm-hmm. Uh, so getting there was, first of all, the Long Island Railroad just sucks. Um, yeah, that's a given. I mean, we've spoken about that numerous occasions. But then actually go, like the actual stadium itself, it's like, it's a retired tennis stadium. They, they renovated it specifically for concerts. Uh-huh. And it's like they what they do they took out some of the the what are they called bleachers mm-hmm. and added actual seats and the actual seats are like those or are worse you remember the Coliseum seats if like you sat down like really low they were like those like on still like risers but like fold out <laughs> chairs uh no they were like Not really they were like really really cheap plastic chairs. That would just like know. fold down. They were just like in a on the riser, uh, so that's kind of what those seats were like. But like nobody knew what they were doing there at all. It's like you would walk in and be like, "Hey, excuse me, do you know where this is?" Uh, oh, um, ask this person. I would ask that person. That person would be like, "Oh, ask that person." I was like, "That person literally just told me to ask you." Yeah, uh, that's awful. Yeah. So and then like the ushers, like there, there's like a way to get to the upper section. Is through the outside hallways. It's a stairwell leading straight up. Uh, and everyone else was just coming in and then going up. And then they'd have to go through the through the rows and stuff. And it's like they don't... The ushers don't think... Like, they're... I don't know. It's just... It wasn't... It, it just sounds like a lot of... Uh, mis- I don't know. Not miscommunication. Yeah, but I, I mean, like, the employees there... Unorganization. Were, the employees there were eating and smoking... Like drinking, I'm fine with like drinking water and stuff because it's an outside venue. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I don't think they should be eating during a show. And I, don't, I could, I, I think eat on your break. Yeah, break. I yeah. And you mentioned I mean, not smoking? that, not that I don't, not that I think they would get a, a break or anything. But yeah, but even still, you mentioned smoking. Yes, I don't understand how are you gonna like smoke a cigarette or smoke, and then also vaping. I saw that too. That's. Uh, I, I, no, I don't understand all of that. I don't understand either. That's, you should write the venue. Maybe I mean, they'll send you free tickets. That's I don't think that's going to happen. Hey. I, I, I'm not a, opposed to not going back. or I, No, I'm not opposed to going back there. Mm-hmm. I would definitely go to another show depending on 
what the price is and if I would have a seat there because I would not sit on a bleacher. No? That Absolutely not, no. Not your thing? That's like if I go to a Yankees game, the Yankee Stadium, they have bleachers. I'm going to pay to have a half of a seat? I'm not sitting there. I like Yankee Stadium. No, I'm not saying I dislike Yankee Stadium. I'm saying I'm, I dislike bleachers. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I got you. I got you. I'll be at Yankee Stadium next Saturday. What's uh, next Saturday? Garth Brooks. Oh, nice. Yeah. Are you gonna sing along with him? I, I'm gonna say no. Oh, that's disappointing. I don't really sing in concerts. Uh, that's a lie. Mm, no. Taylor, Taylor Swift, dude. I definitely don't recall singing. I got you on video. <laughs> I definitely don't think you have me on video. Miley Cyrus? Miley Cyrus, no, no singing. Uh, Miley Cyrus was a disappointing concert because I couldn't see anything. <laughs> because they changed, Ticketmaster put up the wrong seating chart where I was like the fifth row or something. And then all of a sudden I was like the 17th row. That's so, like... So everyone was like standing and I couldn't see and I, I didn't want to stand because there were like little kids around me who yeah. also couldn't see. That's bogus. They should have uh, given refunds to those who like said something about that because that's misleading. Yeah. I, that's misleading. like when I saw Billy Joel and Elton John in Philadelphia at the ballpark there, I had seats and when I got there, the whole seating chart changed, but it worked out better for me because I was closer up. All right. Yeah. So that was in my favor. That works. But, so what else has happened uh, taking place this week? Uh, not much. Not much at all. Yeah. Not much really going on here either. But, but we have a comment yeah. and question from Donnie. Donnie! Saying, I can't wait for the Cruiserweight Classic. It's probably going to be the best tournament we've seen in a long time that actually means something. But my question is, who do you guys want to win the tournament? If I had to pick, it would be Tony Nese because his style is so awesome and hard-hitting. And do you think all of this was just to bring back the WWE Cruiserweight Championship? Keep up the great work, Brandon and Dave. You guys are awesome. And I'll make sure to get a marking out t-shirt. Woo, woo, woo. You know it. ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll start off. Thank you very much, Donnie, for your comment. Thank you for uh, the support with the t-shirt. Um, and thank you for listening. Thanks for following us on Twitter and everything uh, and the communication. We love talking to our, fr our fans and hearing what you guys have to say. All right, so as per the Cruiserweight tournament, I'm going to agree with you. I really want to see Tony Nese win this. We've been huge fans of Tony Nese for a very long time. Uh, I think it's safe to say before we even started recording the podcast with, because of NYWC, uh, we've been fans of, of Tony Nese. And he's been a guy that we've always had, whenever we had to put together a list or we were asked, like, what five independent wrestlers do you think should be in the WWE? Tony Nese was always on our, our list. Whether it was Brandon, Chris, or my list, Tony Nese was always listed. Uh, there was never a time that we didn't see the talent in him. Um, what about you, Brandon? Who would you go with? 
I, I mean, at this point, it's like it's hard. Like I obviously, I'd, I'd like to see Tony Nese win it. Yeah. Uh, I just want to see Tony Nese employed by WWE, but uh, I think it's hard to not say someone like Zack Saber Jr. or Johnny Gargano. You know, I I would rather I would put Zack Saber Jr. up there with Tony Nese. I wouldn't put Gargano though. Well, just because Johnny Gargano is like Mister Wrestling and it's a I mean, nickname. Yeah, I'm aware of what it is. Okay. It's just that's what the persona is, and he's Mister Wrestling. I, he's got, he's, I don't know. He's had matches in Johnny WWE. Gargano. Still hasn't done anything that has really uh, wowed me. Like separated himself outside of everyone else on the independent scene. But, I mean, that's just my opinion. Maybe I haven't seen enough matches of Gargano, but he hasn't done anything that much to impress me. I mean, he's very talented and everything, but I failed to see how he could be better than a few other people on the independent scene. Yeah, well, I mean, those are just my picks. That I would, I mean, not that I want to see Gargano go all the way. Not that I don't want to see Gargano go all the way. I just don't see Tony Nese winning it. But do you want him? Yeah, absolutely. Like, who who do you want, not see? I, if I'm going to pick one, it would be Tony Nese. All right. Now, realistically, I'll choose what you did, too. I'll go with who I think that they'll book to win. I would go with uh, either Zack Sabre Jr. or Ibushi. I was going to say, it's either Sabre or Ibushi. I'm not going to go with Gargano just because him and Champa Champa have already been on uh, <laughs> have already been on WWE NXT and they're already training at the center. Same thing with Rich Swan. I mean, all of them are talented, but still, they're already aren't they under contract already? I don't think Champa and Gargano are. Rich Swan is. Okay. I mean. So I don't, I don't even know if they are, in fact, true. Then why are they challenging the Revival on the latest episode of NXT if they're not under contracts? I, I mean, know. maybe just to get more exposure for this tournament. But... Well, I mean, they've been... Definitely, they've been tagging with each other in Oh, NXT. yeah, but you're giving a lot of exposure to two people who aren't uh, under contracts. Kind of like with... Uh, what's your face? Blue. I mean... Yeah, right. She was also not under contract getting yeah. time. So, so I'm kind of, I'm so kind that's of, not that's not like a, a, an out of the norm thing for. No, it's it's not an out of the norm thing, but I don't really understand it. I, I would rather put the focus on people that are signed, but it, may, it maybe it will lead to something. But even still, I'm not going to choose either one of those as my picks for wanting to win or that I think would win. So and what do also you, with yeah. the cruiserweight championship, I don't know. Like that's like it's never been brought up that the winner yeah. of this gets that. So yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Yep. yep, keep it going. I don't know if they're gonna get a cup or maybe they will get a a new title or something. Yeah, I haven't heard about them bringing back that title. I actually, I, I, we did a long time ago though. Not, but not since they've mentioned this tournament has. Have I heard anything about the championship? But that would be really – I'd be interested in seeing that be brought back. But then it's like but, where does that even get defended? Uh, SmackDown, <laughs> unfortunately. Like that's, that's three titles. I mean is it well, three titles? It's not official. What? 
the split of the titles yet. No, nope, well, I'm saying that's the like undercard title wise. Um, yeah, like you, but have that's, the, you have the but WWE that's... Championship, you have the Women's Championship, you got the tag team titles, and then you got US, IC. Yeah, Cruiserweight is different from the other ones because it's separated. Like, only a, a limited amount of people can compete for that. Right, but I'm saying, like, that you got, like, you got US storylines, you got IC storylines, and then you're going to add Cruiserweight storylines to that, too? Not, uh, I don't know. That's not What like... storylines do we really have for the uh, and then, IC? Well, I don't know. But, like, if you add – that adds a weight limit, obviously. Who is the IC champ? It's Miz. Oh, okay. He defended it on Raw. Yeah. But if uh, if if they put a, a weight you know, limit – You know Matt is sitting there listening right now. If he's listening, be like, see, I told you. They don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, no. But if they put a weight limit on the title at 205, yeah. then what's – like, that, that stops – Somebody like Kalisto from winning the WWE Championship? Why? They can still compete for other titles outside of that. So what's the point of having a weight limit? To get more cruiserweights, to keep them involved. I mean, you can't put guys like... You can't use all these other wrestlers that you've signed or want to sign up with the main scene. You have so many people already. I mean, I keep on saying it. I wish they would release some people. Because a lot of people would do better on the independent scene, especially because they're not using them up to their potential. Well, there's about to be a lot more, I bet. Yeah, but if you, uh, listeners, uh, if you have a pick that you would like to see win this uh, tournament, tweet us or leave a comment on the episode. Um, Or if you want to add to that, toss it who you think will actually win instead of uh, who you'd like to see win. But thank you very much for the comment, Donnie. And uh, keep on listening, and we look forward to hearing from you again. So, let's get on with some sports entertainment and speak about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Which uh, just happened to open up with Seth Rollins. And uh, I said it last week that I'd like for him to address Roman Reigns. Which he opened up Monday Night Raw and addressed the whole Roman Reigns suspension, which I liked. I was a huge fan of this because it drew uh, a lot of reality aspect out of it. But also, it's not something that I think they should have ignored, especially because it's not like you were hiding it. You, you had it on la- the- last week. You said you absolutely don't want him to do it. I didn't think it was smart, but since they already put it on the website and put it out there, then why not? That's why I still don't like. Like, that was a quick turnaround for that. What do you mean? For him to, like, even make a comment about it. Oh, I'm sure that they had it all pre-planned. They weren't going to announce it right before a pay-per-view because then his suspension would take him off of the pay-per-view. It just so happened that they announced it the day after the pay-per-view. No, it was after Monday Night Raw. Yeah, but it was still pre-planned. It wasn't... I didn't think... I don't think... I think they gave him time to... Uh, collect everything, and then they gave time for the publicist to co- create some sort of a tweet, how to manage it, how to deal with their former uh, champion. I wouldn't be surprised if they knew – they definitely knew this before the pay-per-view when yeah, he lost to the child. Yeah. Yeah. So. But um, Seth, yeah. Rollins, Seth Rollins said the match at Battleground should be changed to a one-on-one. And Dean Ambrose came out, and he's like, as far as I know, Roman Reigns is still in it. And AJ Styles came out, said Roman Reigns shouldn't be in it, 
and he should be in it instead because he beat John Cena at Money in the Bank, which then uh, Ambrose and Reigns, uh, Ambrose and Rollins were like, no, that shouldn't happen. And then John Cena came out and was like, oh, let's make this into a, a fatal five-way. Give me the give me the title shot. And then Stephanie came out and said that it's an embarrassment that Dean Ambrose is champion and uh, set up two matches for Raw where if Cena and AJ won, they'd be into the in the match of Battleground. Yeah, but it was a good segment overall. Um, I liked how Dean Ambrose was kind of playing that like, I understand like why Roman Reigns did what he did. Everybody makes mistakes. I forgive him. Right. Kind of a deal. Can you believe John Cena on Monday Night Raw to the day was 14 years that he debuted on the main roster in WWE? You know, and call me crazy, but the WWE, had, he's been nothing but a, a godsend for the WWE at the time. They needed a top name, a top wrestler that they, well, a wrestler that they can mold into their own and whatever. And the guy, he's done exactly that. He's been the face of the company for so long. He's raked in so much money, raked in so many fans and exposure, and he's he's just been perfect for the company. And it's funny because like never in a like I would I mean I wouldn't have thought about it ever back when I was watching stuff like Velocity. I would watch it every week and see a guy like John Cena on there. I just I, I like John Cena because his his trunks were like he would always wear different color trunks. And I hated him because I'm not a fan of like rap and stuff. Well, that was later on. He didn't debut as Basic Thugonomics. He came in challenging Kurt Angle. Yeah, but I didn't like ruthless aggression. I didn't like his attitude. Well, was this was while this was when I was in wrestling camp because I remember hearing from you about him and Randy Orton and stuff. In what year would you have been in wrestling camp? I think two thousand two, something like that. After that was after. Hmm. After or before we went to SummerSlam? Oh, I, I I don't know. What year was SummerSlam? 2002. That's when Brock blew up. It was before wrestling. Wrestling camp was before that. But, all right, let's continue with Raw. Um, yeah, next up, the match that kicked off Raw, outside of that. Uh, Paige and Sasha Banks teamed up to defeat Charlotte, the women's champion, and Dana Brooke. Um, yeah, what is there to really note here? I didn't, surprisingly, I didn't think this was a bad match. I didn't think it was bad, but Dana Brooke has yet to impress me. She did that weird, what I thought was going to be a small package pin again, but it just goes into a flat pin, so I don't know if she can't do a small package or if, like, that's just a move that she does. I don't. I don't know. I think that she's she's if that, if that's very the case, sloppy, I don't, I don't and I, like, I think yeah. that she's still green. I yeah. think that they rushed her to the main stage just like they did with Baron Corbin. Right. Um, and I don't know why a win over Dana Brooke should mean Sasha Banks should be given a match against Charlotte. Like I don't know why. Like what's the point of uh, Sasha Banks versus Dana Brooke feud right now? Yeah, it's. Well, just because Dana Brooke is uh, Charlotte's lackey. Right, but like she's going after the title, not Dana Brooke. I yeah, but you have to go through the lackey to get to the person holding the championship. I don't know. I, just, I mean, it's just like, I mean, the way I see it is Dana Brooke is kind of like her bodyguard. 
Well, that's exactly what I mean. Charlotte said she's the Arn Anderson of. Yeah, that's that's how I see it. You have to go through her to get to her. So. But up next, we saw Titus O'Neil defeat Rusev via countout. Um, right off the bat, Titus O'Neil got in the ring and attacked Rusev before the bell started or before the match big, started. I don't know if you're if you are a fan of it, but I'm a huge fan of this uh, side of Titus O'Neil that we've been seeing. It's funny because, like, at, at this point, I guess I, I really wouldn't mind seeing Titus O'Neil as U.S. champion. Oh yeah, that, that which, like, that's like uh, a yeah. that's like a huge flop for me here. Yeah, I, I the one thing that I'm like they Wait, did this last week too, uh, but we didn't make mention of it. I intended to, but they did that double clothesline spot on the outside of the ring right. again. Yeah, and that spot looks like that hurts. Like the way that they both uh, land on that mat, it's just high impact. Yeah. Take the wind right out of you. But it's clear that they're really not doing anything with Rusev, so... What do you mean? Like, as they're far... Not really, as far as him being a champion, they're not, like... They they're keep not touting him up they, as... I they mean, keep, they, no, they keep touting, like, oh, one of the greatest U.S. title runs in history, blah, 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 and then you have, like, his current title reign that's just, like... Yeah. Well, I think that it's a good title reign, but the thing that they're really not doing well is they keep on teetering back and forth. If you whether or not they want me to view him as a powerhouse or a coward. And I don't really like that. I want to view him as a powerhouse, and I get it. Like, you do see that powerhouse side of him at that's, times. That's, but you, hold on. But you also see that cowardness where he'll pick up victories that he should be able to pick up clean by countdown, by DQ. He is, at times, using Lana as a distraction. At times, he is, uh, he's not to skip ahead, but he does the antics that he pulled on SmackDown. There's no reason for that if you're Rusev, you're a powerhouse, you're a monster. Uh, I, I, that's, but that's how I feel about the end of this match. Like, I don't know how I feel about Titus O'Neil winning this by countout. I don't, I, don't, I don't like him picking it up uh, by countout, but if he's going to defeat Rusev, I would rather it be countout than a clean pinfall. Maybe if only if it was a... So, like, somehow he got distracted and then did a uh, small package to him. But to clean, cleanly pin him, I don't know if I would be a fan of it. I mean, maybe I would. It was like it's, like, cleanly by countout. He dodged him and Rusev went over the barricade. Yeah. So. But up next, Stephanie McMahon ran into corporate Kane backstage, who, again, tried to lobby for uh, power over SmackDown. And uh, Miz and Maurice walked over, and uh, they were annoyed because they were back from shooting Marine 5, and they didn't have their red carpet special whatever that they wanted. They weren't is, being treated is like... Maurice in the movie, too? Yes, as well as, uh, as well as the social outcasts. I really don't like what they're... Like, I don't know. It's... I don't know. What don't you like? The fact that they're in it? Yeah. No, I, I don't know. There's, I'm not liking what they're doing with The Miz, what they're doing with Maurice, why he's icy champ. Um, well, I don't like it. Can you see, like, I, I'm, I like the stuff that Rusev is doing with his title more than what they're doing with uh, Miz and his title. 
Well, Miz has been gone, so Kane pointed out the 30 days compete clause thing for the title, and Stephanie booked him in a title match, so. Nah. But. Up after that, Seth Rollins picked up the victory against John Cena, so John Cena will not be in the match at Battleground. And this was a good match. Yeah, it reminded like, me it reminded me of when John Cena was doing the open challenge for the United States Championship. Yeah, there was that awesome spot where Rollins hit a superplex to the Falcon like he hit the superplex and then he went right into the Falcon Hour once they landed. That was awesome. You yeah, had John like Cena it. rocking him with the AA. I mean, yeah, it's not. A, it wasn't a typical match that you would normally see on Raw, but it was great. Yeah, yeah I mean, there were a few parts where moves were clearly not connecting, but that didn't ruin the match for me. No, I agree. And then the end of the match came when John Cena went to hit the uh, STU, but was distracted by the club when they came out. Yeah, club allowing. came out. They surrounded the ring. Uh, AJ Styles jumped up. John Cena went to go knock him off. He ducked off, and uh, Cena turned around right into a pedigree. One, two, three. Yeah. Yeah, very good, though. Yeah. Very good. Uh, next up, you had some tag team action as Cass and Enzo picked up the victory over Carlos Cordy and Mitch Walden. Um, this must have been your favorite moment of the year so far. Knowing how they started this. Okay, so Enzo said as soon as this match starts, he wants <laughs> the fans to do the wave, which I'm always against. That once, nothing, once I heard that, I was just like, oh, I wonder what Brandon and Brad are going to say about this. Nothing annoys me more than being at any event and having people do the wave. I like and, it. And it annoys me even more when I'm watching a wrestling event and people do it. I'm so, good with it. So, nah, I, it, that's, to me, it's the dumbest thing. I absolutely hate, I hate it. But as far as the match goes, nothing happened here. And I have no idea why, why Enzo and Cass are facing jobbers. What's it do for them? Nothing. It gets them, yeah, but it gets them on television. That's all they... It gets them on television, gives them a reason to be in front of the crowd, crowd with Mike. It led for the social outcasts returning afterwards, who then said that they were hard instead of soft. Then, yeah. they, then they argued over who was the hardest. Yeah, very Which comedic. I thought was hilarious. Yeah, it was a very good comedic moment. And then they went to fight Enzo and Cass. Slater jumped up, got hit, and then Bo and Axel went to step up, but they backed down. So yeah. I guess it's going to lead to a social outcasts, Enzo and Cass thing. But, which I'm hey, happy they, it gets us away from the vaude villains. Yeah, that's... Oh, I mean, that's, knock on wood there. Yeah, that's the truth. Next yeah. up, you had Becky Lynch taking on Summer Rae, but it did not go as planned. Once Becky Lynch... Uh, Natalia was on commentary, and once Becky Lynch got in that ring, she did her little pose, and then right away got outside of the ring and attacked Natalia, just full-blown, uh, rocking her with a bunch of elbows, and the referee uh, could not contain her. Yeah, it's a shame. I was looking forward to seeing that match. Yeah, it would have been a good match. I'm not a fan of Natalia still. Those, I I don't care. I mean... I don't know. She's big in Japan. Nah, everyone's big in Japan. Are they? Yeah. I mean, you're not. I'm Are, not. I don't know. We've looked on MarkingOut.com. We've seen uh, Japan pop up. We know you're listening out there. They're out there. 
They're out there. Speaking of out there, uh, this is a terrible segue. Uh, the highlight reel was up next with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, I liked, I really, really liked this segment. Um, Sami Zayn basically said that their careers, both him and Kevin, are going nowhere as long as they're feuding with each other. And he said he wants to end this at Battleground. He was like, I'm the reason why you didn't win at the Royal Rumble. I'm the reason why you didn't win at WrestleMania or Money in the Bank. And he's like, let's just end this at Battleground. And uh, it led to Chris Jericho putting himself over. And, of course. And, and in Jericho manner. Yeah, and Zayn at the same time hit a big boot with uh, Kevin Owens hitting a sidekick to Jericho. Yeah. So it's like I'm I'm waiting for this. Like it's unfortunate that this isn't over a title, but uh, if this is if this is how they're gonna end it at Battleground, who knows? I don't know. I liked it a lot. Up next, though, we saw Kane defeating Miz via countout. Uh, Miz was able to retain the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, I think this was a great use of Kane in 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a surprise opponent here. It's not like the match was necessary, but it was a good one. And, yeah. Uh, it was a good one-off thing for him to do. Yeah, there was a lot of speculation online, though, about who this was going to end up being. A lot of people were tossing out Itami. Oh. Yeah, a lot of people were tossing it out there. Well, but it turned out to be Demon Kane. Yeah. Uh, Maurice hopped up on the apron and quote-unquote, hurt her leg, uh, which led to Miz going to check on her, and uh, that led to the countout, and then after the commercial break, they showed that she was faking it, and that was it. And, yeah, she showed off her great acting skills. You know who actually really liked this part? Cousin Brad. Oh. Brad again, 89. He texted me saying how uh, he respected Miz for uh, doing what he did, for oh, helping for out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's not like it's an unrespectable thing. No, no. I mean, it's awesome. But, yeah. Um, next up, but do you think that the way that he went about this, being that he, the title was on the line and stuff, are you a fan of it? Like, doing a cheap man? I mean, this is... We this saw him, what, no, but on his but we part, saw what happened before with Rusev with his title. Like, isn't it the what? same? I mean, like they're both using cheap tactics to get out of there. It wasn't Miz using the cheap tactics; it was Maurice. Yeah. When they went backstage, Miz was like, "Wait a minute, you're you're good," and she's like, "Yeah, of course," and then jumped up and down a bunch of times. Uh, So to me, that showed that Miz didn't really know that. But I mean, whatever. It's I thought it was decent. I thought it was fine to do. I'm not a fan. And I think that's how you use Kane. Big Show was used on Raw too. They announced a thing with Special Olympics, and they, yeah. they had Big Show there. So that, that was an awesome announcement, and that's a good a good use for Big Show in 2016. All right, it doesn't take the spot away from anyone, and it, it works. Right. Uh, next up, you had Cruz and Cesaro pick up the victory over Del Rio and Sheamus. Del Rio and Sheamus <sighs> having some. Uh, Problems. Listen, I get that Sheamus is feuding with Apollo Crews, and I get that Alberto Del Rio is feuding with Cesaro, and I get that they showed dysfunction between Sheamus and Alberto Del Rio, but I don't like them teaming together. 
League of Nations is done. They already broke up and showed that they had animosity towards each other. Yeah. Even with Alberto Del Rio attacking Sheamus in this match, leading to the end of it, I don't like that. I... I'm not a fan of it either too much. Why is it Del Rio turning on Sheamus? Like, I, I don't know. The entire stuff is, you. I want to see Del Rio do better, but I also want to see Sheamus do better too. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, they could have done so much with Sheamus but when he was champion, but they put him with the League of Nations and that was it. Yeah. That was, re- that was it. Apollo Crews had a good match here, but it did absolutely nothing for character. No. The only thing that this did anything was... For Del Rio, who attacked um, Cesaro after the match. No. No, that's now confusing it. Yep. But, I, I mean, again... I have really, nothing else to say with this. Really, though, the only thing that it really did anything for anybody was Del Rio showing him attack Sheamus, which led to SmackDown. Yeah. yeah. But after that, New Day uh, appeared on the entrance screen as the Wyatt family... Hilarious. They made their way to the ring as the Wyatt family, even though Biggie Langston didn't look like any of them. He was wearing overalls and a beard and like a hillbilly hat. Like a Yosemite well, Sam. I don't uh, want to say a hillbilly hat. <laughs> it was a cowboy hat. But he, yeah, looked, like he looked like a Yosemite Sam beard. No, Yosemite Sam has the giant mustache too. Uh, this was true. like Duck Dynasty, which it yeah, probably was it, a, di- a Duck Dynasty costume beard. Probably, but it was very, or maybe it was the Daniel Bryan one. No, they had I don't, I mean, it had, it had gray in his beard. I don't know. So. But it was a very funny segment, and yeah, what else? Uh, the Whites ended up uh, coming out. Uh, Xavier Woods was like worried the whole segment though, so which Bray Wyatt called him out on. But and he actually tried to. Get I mean, Woods <laughs> Woods has been scared for a little bit now. Right, he tried to get New Day to leave even before, before the Wyatts showed up. But uh, and then Bray tried to get Xavier Woods to trust him. I don't know what that's going to lead to, but maybe Xavier Woods is breaking away from New Day for a bit to be under the spell of New Day. Does maybe New, does New Day cast spells? Can they? I mean, they're from Louisiana. There's voodoo. Maybe. But after that, for the main event, we saw Dean Ambrose defeating AJ Styles. So AJ Styles will not be going into the match at Battleground. It will still be a triple threat match between the Shield. Uh, Seth Rollins was on commentary here. I hate the fact that Reigns is still in this, by the way. Why? Because the guy is suspended for whatever reason that we don't know. He has a 30-day suspension. It right, just so happens that's, that that's still a thing. Like That's why I said earlier, I don't know if I 100% believe it. I think it's bogus that even if it's storyline, the well, I think I, be, I believe it because there's no reason why you would put one of your top wrestlers out there in such a negative light. Well, that's – I mean, you don't know. Maybe that's – when he comes back, that's what they want to. No, that's not. That's not scripted. I'm. I'm. I'm not. I don't think WWE is that dumb to say that their WWE champion is a is busted on the wellness policy. Well, I think former, that that is stupid. Champion. Well, at the time, uh, well, yeah, former, but even still, I think that would be absolutely stupid. And I don't think he should be allowed to compete at the pay per view. I think it sets a bad example. But he, why? Should be all, he, should, he should miss the pay-per-view. 
Why? And he shouldn't be right tossed into a championship scene. I'm sure he would have missed the champ uh, the pay per view had it not been in 30 days. And it, never mind. But I, I think it's funny that they spoke about how Ambrose said that he was going to cash in if he won the Money in the Bank. Like so, Seth Rollins shouldn't have been shocked to know to to have that happen. But they completely dropped talking about Dean Ambrose saying that he was going to prevent Seth Rollins from cashing in way back when. Yeah, but that's done with, dude. Well, I'm saying, like, they completely dropped that. Like, that got dropped. But this, Dean Ambrose, this, I mean, yeah, this is current. I'm not talking about them currently mentioning the fact that Dean Ambrose said it. I'm talking about that way back when that, like... Mm -hmm. Like that, they just like, dropped. But this, they're they're harping on. Yeah. But I don't know. The match was. This was another good match. Yeah, I'm a fan of the perfect plex being used by Dean Ambrose. Um, the club made their way down ringside, and uh, AJ hit an awesome brainbuster in this. I thought it was Agreed. phenomenal. No pun intended. There again. Agreed. Phenomenal brainbuster. Yeah. Uh, but after Ambrose kicked out, Cena ran down, took out the uh, club, and uh, Ambrose was able to roll through with a, uh, a schoolboy into a Dirty Deeds. And uh, Rollins took out Ambrose after that, and then the club took out Cena, which it was weird to see the two storylines intertwined to uh, the end of Raw. But Well, you know, the tag team match is going to be taking place next week on Raw, or maybe in two weeks. Yeah, but what what would the match even be? Probably it wouldn't. It would be the club and Seth Rollins versus Cena and Ambrose. Maybe, I but all right. So that is Monday Night Raw. Now let's get onto some SmackDown, which opened up with a match, no promos. It was Cesaro taking on Sheamus, Alberto Del Rio, and Apollo Cruz. Cesaro picked up the victory. There is the uh, well was the number one contender for the United States Championship. Uh, I think that the setup for this was weak. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, like, well, with Raw and how yeah. dysfunctional Sheamus and Del Rio were, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think match more so, itself was it. I think even right. more so what I said with the League of Nations because in this match, Sheamus and Del Rio tried to even team up at one point. So it's like Monday Night Raw means nothing, and yeah. it means like League of Nations splitting up means nothing. But then they had like then they went back to fighting each other. But I don't know. I like during this match Apollo Cruz hit that standing moonsault on Del Rio while he had Sheamus in the armbar. Yeah. And uh, this led to nothing, honestly. Well, I mean, out, like you said before, uh, Alberto yeah. Del Rio attacked Cesaro afterwards. Alberto Del Rio looking strong. And then uh, Rusev came out for the match. He was like, why wait? Let's do it now. And Rusev picked up the victory there. Yeah. I feel like the number one contenders match was just like a throwaway. For these two matches, and I think they could have maybe waited on waited to be on Raw. Well, they, unless they they wanted to play it up as Rusev being cheap. I mean, they even on the YouTube channel they referred to him as the ultimate opportunist. Mm. But maybe they're going to do something on July Fourth, being maybe this Monday. But maybe there's how many be people a can they say is the ultimate opportunist? Well, Edge, yeah, and Rusev. Didn't they say the same thing about Rollins? 
I don't know. I feel like they did. But, but Cesaro had very, very, very little offense in this. Rusev made him tap in maybe five minutes. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had Dana Brooke pick up the victory over NXT own Billy Kay. I don't know how I feel about them using her to put Dana over in this. I'm completely fine with it. Like, it was I'm, a good I'm match. Glad, I'm glad it wasn't just a squash match. Yeah, it was a good I, match. I like, I like that she had so much offense here. I mean, why wouldn't you be okay with it? Because it's like, I don't. I just don't, I don't get how she doesn't have the name power as Bailey. It's not like you brought right. Bailey for this spot, right? But I'm saying like I don't like. What is Dana Brooke getting a win over someone in NXT who's barely even used on NXT tapings? Nothing. What is, Why, what is who, that? Who do you put Dana Brooke against? I don't know. That's the thing. Like they ran out of people to to put her against, and that to me exactly. Like, so it then, doesn't matter. And then they show Sasha Banks looking backstage watching this match like i still you said it before it's like oh you ha- in order to get to me you have to go through her i don't i don't like that mm, i'm but, fine with it but they interviewed uh yeah but yeah great great showing by billy k and i can't wait to see more of that no but they interviewed uh renee young interviewed sasha banks afterwards and uh summer ray cut her off and challenged her to a match that night which did not lead into it, but it went next up was Miz TV with Dean Ambrose, which I thought was kind of funny because Dean Ambrose apologized for being late and Miz was like, you're not late, you're early. You have to mm-hmm. wait for me to say your name. And then they, they basically argued back and forth, Ambrose about his show, Miz about his show, who, which is better. And that led to Miz taking out Dean Ambrose, which set up the main event. Yeah, main event, Dean Ambrose, the champ. Take him the victory we're over. The, we're not. Huh? We're not there yet. Oh no. No. Oh. All right. Braun and Rowan. Uh, Rowan. They pick up the victory over his two jobbers. Not much to say there. Yeah. Braun hit a reverse choke slam, which uh, is awesome because I mean, which is surreal, kind of, because we discussed this recently that the only person I recall seeing use that was Mark Henry, which was like rare back in two thousand six. But, uh, I mean, Marks, Marks was way better, but if you blink this, blink during this match, then you missed it. Up next was Sasha Banks defeating Summer Rae, which uh, I feel like it's been months since we've seen Summer Rae actually wrestle. It's like she disappeared from TV after April, after WrestleMania season. And it's unfortunate because she's someone that we always wanted to uh, see something with. Yeah, she had good offense and defense here. I like this match. I wish uh, it was just longer, and I wish we got to see Summer Rae versus Becky Lynch from Raw. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll see that on Raw. I doubt it, but whatever. And for the main event, which you wanted to skip right to, Dean Ambrose versus Miz, champion versus champion, but a non-title match, of course. Um, I get the setup of this, but the outcome, it just led to nothing. It led to... Dean Ambrose, WWE champion. I mean, it, it was a decent match, though. Yeah, but it just, for me, it just led nowhere. It was just... I mean, where was it going to lead? I don't know. That, you like that two it, champions up against each other. Where is it possibly leading? But that's the thing. Like It, was, it wasn't like a storyline advancing thing. No, it was just a match. 
not to cut you off, but when in ever, ever in history of WWE are we going to see a title versus title and the non WWE champion win that match? I'm sure. A, I'm sure we've seen that, but B, I'm sure of it. There's no possible way we've never seen Just that. Just let me know because I'm curious because I'm under the assumption that the champion always, the WWE champion, always comes out victorious. There's no way we've never seen that. I wouldn't be surprised. But, I, I mean, this was just like a match just to have it. I don't feel like they're putting anything into writing SmackDown. Maybe it'll get better once the draft happens. Um, maybe back when with Shawn Michaels and stuff like that, but recently, no. But, yeah. Hopefully they will pick up the storylines uh, after this draft. Yeah. But that was WWE SmackDown. Uh, you you wanted to talk about WWE Live in Japan a bit? Yeah, um, they actually it just took place today, July first. Uh, they have another event July second. Uh, but let's cover the July first stuff so far because the card looked sick. It looked good enough to be on the WWE Network, which I think that they should. Which have. I'm I'm disappointed that they didn't have these. There's there's no reason why. I mean, you don't have to air it as a takeover or anything like that. Just a special event. I mean, give me some incentive to order or watch the network. Like, just, I mean, last year when they did the, the the not NXT, when they did WWE Live in Japan, Beast yeah, yeah, in the East, yeah. I liked that. That was fun. I liked waking up at but also, whatever, 4 let's, o'clock. Let's talk about it. the failure of WWE Network with promoting the draft, too. Why are they not promoting this draft? What do you mean? Like, do they not have on the main page all the past drafts to be viewed? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like they should really be tossing together a special or some sort of a hype video. Or I know WWE.com had something like that. Like, I feel like the actual network should be tossing up the Raws and Smack. The Raws where the draft took place. So these fans that don't know what a draft is can see what a draft is. Yeah, but then there's also, like, stuff within those drafts that they want to avoid airing, I guess. Like what? Benoit, probably. All right, but that's one draft. I mean, that could be edited out. Not to say that they're not airing Benoit stuff, because I'm sure there's Benoit stuff on the network. Yeah, that too. Didn't they cut that out? I don't know. I thought Benoit was back on the network. Yeah, I don't know. But I don't know. I I feel like the, the draft should have probably been... Before SmackDown goes live, but I guess they want to get more viewers for SmackDown. Live. Of course, I mean that's the. It, this is officially this is going to be the reboot of everything. The, I, I I agree with doing the draft before the live SmackDown. Maybe no, not before. Wait, oh, they're not doing it before live SmackDown though. When does SmackDown go live? This week, right? No, next week they do. It's on the nineteenth. Is it the draft on the thirteenth? No, it's three weeks. The thirteenth is the cruiserweight classic. Oh, it's all right. three weeks. Well, then three... I then, then I agree with you. I think that the live SmackDown should be after the draft. I yeah, no, a... the live the well. See, that's the thing. Like, they obviously want viewers, so they're gonna do the draft on SmackDown. I would not be opposed to them doing a supplemental draft. Oh, it's wait, it's on SmackDown. It's not on Raw. No, that's what the whole thing is. Oh, SmackDown Live. Oh, interesting. Okay. So they're going to draw viewers in. And then uh, a supplemental draft thing would be a great thing for the network. To air, yeah. to air live after SmackDown. 
I mean, they've done that in the past, but they not live. We're just like on the WWE.com, they would say this person to this place, this person. Yeah, to this you would place. have to like refresh over and over again just to see Rico got drafted to SmackDown or something. Like yeah. That. But so. with the uh, WWE Live in Japan, we saw well, not we, but they saw the WWE Tag Team Champions retaining the titles over the Vaude Villains, the Usos, as well as returning to Japan. Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, who got a huge ovation, as did New Day. Yeah, as they should. Yeah. All of them. Uh, next up, you had Baron Corbin pick up a big victory over Titus O'Neil with the end of days. Not a fan of that. Yeah, Titus O'Neil in a huge feud with Rusev with surrounding that U.S. championship, and you're going to have him lose it, Corbin. That makes me leave, believe that Corbin should be having a claim to that that U.S. championship, number one contendership. Yeah. Like. But Dolph Ziggler picked up the victory against Curtis Axel, so at least uh, at least for Japan's sake, it wasn't another Corbin-Ziggler match. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, you had the WWE NXT Women's Champion, Asuka, picking up the victory over Natalya. Uh, I heard both of them got a huge ovation, so that's cool. But AJ Styles picked up the victory against John Cena. AJ Styles, again, got a huge pop. Japan returning there for the first time since whenever. New Japan. Uh, uh, you had the women's champion Charlotte pick up a victory over Becky Lynch. Yeah. and I mean, that's kind of an odd placement because that's supposed to be like what you're building up for. I don't know. No, that's Sasha Banks. Oh, yeah, Sasha's in that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But uh, Shinsuke Nakamura making his return to Japan, taking on and defeating Chris Jericho. Uh, WWE actually posted video of Nakamura making his entrance and people going absolutely crazy for that. Yeah, uh, awesome. I mean, it's just great to see him back over there. That reaction is just epic. It would have been nice to see Shinsuke Nakamura versus Chris Jericho on the network, but... Uh, what, what can we do? What can we do? Yeah. Uh, and next up, you had the champion, WWE champion, that is, Dean Ambrose, retain his championship over Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins in a triple threat match. Which I'm sure was a fun match as well. I, I'm sure as well. Um, and then July 2nd, what do you want to cover from this? Just Nakamura or what? July 2nd, um, yeah, I mean, you're going to be having Nakamura versus Kevin Owens, uh, Jericho versus Rollins versus Ambrose, that should be cool. Oh, Ziggler versus Corbin, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's really yeah. it. I just wanted to mention the Nakamura Owens and then Jericho Rollins Ambrose I thought was cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and that's WWE Japan. Yeah, so right now we will take a little break and we'll be right back here on Marking Out. Hey, this is Kurt Angle. This is Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. Welcome back to Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. Get those orders in there. Use the code AMERICA and get 20% off all merchandise on that website, including our brand new, yet still old, classic logo t-shirt back for the first time since 2012, which is cool. And yeah, live. make sure you go buy, support us, and support everyone else on there. Yeah, and speaking of t-shirts, my Zack Ryder shirt came in the mail today, so if yours 
comes in the mail, make sure you tweet him a picture of you wearing it with your Twitter handle and uh, hope that you get lucky enough to get one of his autographs. Yeah, definitely support him too. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so let's get on to some outside the ring news. Uh, yeah. Vader, he was successful in uh, promoting himself in his uh, bashing of Willow Spree versus Ricochet. He is booked against Willow Spree for Revolution Pro August 12th. And that's probably going to be a 15-second YouTube clip that you'll see and be like, huh, this took place. Okay. Do you you think it's going to be a squash match? No, I think it will actually be a match, but I also think it's going to be a match that I don't care for. I don't. I mean, I don't. I'd be interested to see how Vader works in 2016. I, I mean, I've seen him work in 2012. I don't care. Yeah, it's hey, good for him for getting himself booked. Yeah. But uh, they announced this week that the cover of WWE 2K17 will be Brock Lesnar. Uh, the trailer that they had for for this for Suplex City had like references to like Dean Ambrose, Booker T, Del Rio, Sheamus, Big Show, the Wyatts, maybe some more people. So I don't know if this is like like leading to uh, Brock Lesnar showcase. Yeah, what's your, what's your thoughts on this, on Brock Lesnar being on the cover and not the WWE champion or or anything like that? Well, if they were going to do it by WWE champion, it would have been... Reigns? Mm, who was champion at WrestleMania? Rollins uh, cashed in, no? No, that was years ago. Oh, I don't know. It was... It was um, Never ask me about WrestleManias. I don't remember it. Right, well, so anyway. I Do you even remember? I don't. Okay. That's two months ago. That already. makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember, which sucks. I wish I did. Yeah. I want to say it was Roman Reigns faced Triple H, I think. Oh, yeah, Triple H was champ. So then he would have been, he would on, have the been on the cover. Or it would have been Reigns. Yeah. But... I'm fine with this. There was rumors last year that it was going to be Brock Lesnar, which turned out to not be Brock Lesnar. Uh, Turned out to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't know. I don't like the fact that they're putting over Austin and then Lesnar, and they're not putting anybody that's like uh, really someone that works with the company on a daily basis on the cover. Right. I I don't like that. But... uh... It'd be interesting to see what this leads to for the showcase mode, and that's like no information about the game whatsoever until SummerSlam, probably. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, they actually go back to the, how they used to uh, do it, which they probably won't. But all nope. these, all of these people are um, have been opponents of Brock Lesnar, kind of like Wyatt's, Sheamus, and Del Rio. I think were house shows, but Big Show's a prominent staple. In his career, and Booker T, I think the only time they ever faced off was in the King of the Ring qualifying matches. Mm-hmm. So who knows? I don't know. But I also don't know. Evolve is hosting WWE Cruiserweight Classic Showcase matches um, in Queens, in Massachusetts, in Maryland, and Brooklyn. 
uh, next week, two weeks from now, three weeks from now, actually, four weeks from now as well. Maybe five. five. Yeah, it's taking place in late July or mid-July and uh, August as well. But uh, Tony Nese versus Zack Sabre Jr. was one of the matches announced for the showcase in Massachusetts. I don't know what any of this means. Uh, it's a showcase. It's not like this is just them using WWE's name at this point. Exactly. I that's all that's, it is to me. That can you fault them? That's great. Yeah, I can't that's, fault them for that. I just I that's hate, great business. I absolutely hate that. I mean, I I wish that I would just know what this tournament is all about. Yeah, I feel like we had no information whatsoever. Like, I mean, show me the bracket. Like the Dusty Rhodes Classic last year, we knew what we were getting at the end. We knew it was nah, a tag team. At the well, end, no. we didn't know the brackets or anything. Oh, well, no, we don't know the brackets, but we knew it was a tag team tournament. We knew it was for a cup. This, I just want to know what, what's the outcome of this. You won Isn't the Cruiserweight Classic. The Cruiserweight Classic? Yeah. That's who said that. I don't know that. I thought I remember reading that it was for for contract. I mean, that's what we just said at the beginning of the show. I don't know. Like, do they bring back the cruiserweight championship? Is it for that? Probably not. But still, I don't know. But you don't know any. I, I would Nobody still like knows. to see breakdown of the brackets. I want to see who's going to face who. I want to see even if you haven't aired it on television. I guess we're probably we'll probably know that once they air it on July thirteenth and edit everything together. Yeah. They'll probably be like, oh, here are the brackets. This person's going to face this person, etc. And then they'll update it once the they air the second one or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, speaking of championships, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, which we absolutely refuse to call it since it changed its name, uh, is now being changed to, WWE, to just the WWE Championship, according to WWE.com and uh, television this week, which just had... WWE champion under Dean Ambrose's name. Oh, really? Yeah, so I don't know if this means that they are, in fact, going to be splitting up having a WWE championship and then a world heavyweight championship. Hopefully they're just getting rid of that entire... It's a stupid name, and I hope that's not the case with that title. I think that should only... They should only... They shouldn't split. I agree. That 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 title title should should be be defended on both. I don't even say... That title specifically. I want all titles on all shows. Nah. I don't need. I don't need to tune into SmackDown for the mm-hmm. US title and then tune on tune into Raw for the IC title. I don't need Agreed. that. If you have if you have both championship all the championships defended on both different brands, you get different feuds. Mm-hmm. That that could lead to so many other matches. So. Hopefully there's no brand split between the titles. I absolutely I hated that the last time. But, but then it depends on where they're booking, like the day after, whether they're going to be close within vicinity of each other and stuff like that. Meaning what? I mean, you can't have, unless you're John Cena, you're not going to have the IC champion wrestle on Raw and then travel to a different... Uh, you don't need him to do that. You just have him... Feud-wise, you could stay on one brand. I'm not saying, yeah. like, oh, have let's say Miz is the IC champion come the draft still. He's not going to go have a feud on Raw and then have matches on Raw, uh, SmackDown. All right. It's just, like, right now you're in a feud with somebody on SmackDown. You're going to stick on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. However, it can still be defended on Raw. Meh. So. Toggle about defending... 
Paul Heyman is trying to get uh, good old Donald Trump to defend himself in a debate in Scotland. Um, do we really have to talk more about that? I don't know. I guess not. I mean, Paul uh-huh. Heyman's doing a one-man show overseas. Seems to be the popular thing amongst wrestlers these days. Mm-hmm. Jake Roberts just announced at Gramercy Theater in New York City soon. So, yeah. will Donald Trump show up to no. debate Paul Heyman? Absolutely not. But... Uh, moving on from that, they announced, E-Network announced this week the premiere date for Total Divas. Uh, not Total Divas, Total Bellas, or Total Bella, uh, which is going to be Wednesday, October 5th at 8 p.m. So that's just another thing for wrestling that I record and need. Hopefully it won't interfere with any And DVR. need? Well, not need, just... And need? <laughs> it's a Bella show. It's not need, it's just watch. It's wrestling. Brother, come on. Screw you. Come on. I watch Total Divas. I'm gonna I know. Watch you Total must be Bella. so curious to see what Johnny Ace is up to with uh, Bella's mom. Yeah, I'd like to see what wineries they hit up. Oi vey. Screw uh, you. All right, so let's get on to Ricochet news. Ricochet, a.k.a. Prince Puma of Lucha Underground. Uh, apparently he's done with Lucha Underground. That is the rumor coming out of the internet. Um, and then he also apparently said that he will be signing with WWE instead of Lucha Underground, but nobody knows if that's a fact either, because that's what the internet says, yeah. as well as uh, him maybe not being able to compete until everything is aired for Lucha Underground next season, which is summer of 2017, um, but I don't understand that because he's wearing a mask in Lucha Underground, so I don't see how... Ricochet would not be able to compete because that Ricochet, I think it's still breach of contract. No, I don't think that's breach of contract. He signs a contract for whatever he signs for, and then it's still his real name. Yeah, but it's not. It's not his his likeness. It, it depends on what they sign. They they just don't want their guys being on it because like oh, what's Prince Puma, Prince Puma doing on Lucha Underground as well as WWE? That's not. And I don't think I don't WWE would do that smart. anyway. I don't know why anybody would ever want to put up a fight about that because it's WWE. It's not like TNA is doing that. It's WWE. I mean, if, let's say, Brian Cage appears on WWE at the same time as him appearing on Lucha Underground, it's going to make more people want to tune into Lucha Underground to see, wait, why is he on two shows? Okay, maybe confusion, but even still, it's WWE. It's a huge... But like that's like, with Brian Cage, he wrestles as Brian Cage, no mask. To me, that's that that would be the problem. I don't know. I think it's a I don't know. Whatever. But uh, it was rumored this week that Roman Reigns was made to apologize to the locker room. Uh, although that was also said to to not be true. So news sites be news sites. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, if, if that was if that was true, that's I think that's horrible. Nah, I, I don't think so. I think that's so stupid. Why? Because why would why would he have to go apologize to the locker room? He didn't let anyone down. It's just a. It's just whatever. He's be someone to look up to as the champion. I think that that would be a huge thing he would have to do. I think that would have been if something he did on himself, on his own, then then not. He, yeah, but he's not going to do it on his own. He as the captain. I view I view the champion as the captain of the locker room. 
And as the captain, if you let down your team, especially by getting suspended for this reason, I think you owe your team an apology for uh, for what you've done. So you think Randy Orton, when he got suspended, he had to stand in front of a locker room and do that? No. No, I. but I think that he should have. Uh, but I it's don't. Randy. I, I think so. I no, think he should have. I don't. I think that's stupid, and I so, and I also don't think it's true. So, how so though? I just I. If something happens, so it's, it's a personal major, issue. Major league baseball, NFL. When something does take place, they have a the player apologize for their actions. This I it's view. Not, as it's not like it's. Mm, I don't know. This is I the captain, the face. He's supposed to be the face of the company. This was a he wellness was policy wrong. violation that they didn't even release what the wellness policy issue was. Okay. All right, so we disagree on this. Yeah. Apollo Crews met up with Akira Tazara at the PC. Um, at the PC? What's the PC? Oh, Performance Center. Uh, yeah, they did a Shake It Up video, right? Yeah, which is awesome. Good to see. Uh, Used to watch those back in the day. I don't know. I mean, you don't remember no, I don't remember. But when they did, and it's cool because like Tazawa was like trying not to cry the whole time. I guess he was like really uh, sentimental here. Yeah. And uh, speaking of people maybe not coming to WWE, which was we weren't speaking of that, but Moose apparently is not heading to WWE now. Uh, internet is reporting that it's due to his past domestic violence issue when he was in the NFL. Um, but who knows? Jerry Lawler's uh, domestic case, domestic violence case was uh, dropped, all charges. So they said that maybe because of Jerry Lawler's thing and, and Adam Rose's situation, they didn't want Moose, but... Who knows what to believe? Yeah, I don't believe the internet ever. Uh-uh. Um, and Tommy made his return to an NXT live event. Uh, teaming up with TM61, and they picked up the victory over Samoa Joe, Wesley Blake... And Tino Sabatelli. Which is weird. Like, I, I don't... Uh, what's going on with Blake and Murphy? They're broken up. But, like, I don't understand because they just wrestled... They tagged with each other the other week. Did they? I thought they officially broke up. They, they tagged with each other the other week. And then the next episode, they weren't. You sure? Yeah. I think they broke up on NXT. Recently? Yeah. Like today? Yesterday? This week? No. Are you sure they they teamed up last week? Not last week. It was like two weeks ago, I think. I don't think so. They broke up a while ago because then Alexa Bliss went on her own with whoever else, with Blake. Yeah, no. They teamed up. And they were like, they dropped Bliss. I don't know. And then they lost that match anyway. Ah, confusion. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. But uh, moving on from that to some independent wrestling news on June, not news, um, results. That's what I was looking for. On June the 24th, Ring of Honor Best in the World took place in Concord, North Carolina. Uh, Some matches that took place. You saw the Bullet Club, Adam Cole and the Young Bucks team up to defeat Moose and War Machine. You had ACH pick up the victory over Silas Young. The Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles were on the line. The Addiction picked up the victory against the Motor City Machine Guns. No new champions there. Yeah, and so much more taking place. Yeah, the unsanctioned street fight without honor match. BJ Whitmer picked up the victory against Steve Corino. 
the television title was on the line. Bobby Fish defeated Dalton Castle. And the main event saw the Ring of Honor World Championship defended. Jay Lethal, champion, picked up the victory against challenger Jay Briscoe. Yep, and that's Ring of Honor. Nobody... Does anybody still care about Ring of Honor? I don't know. I hope that some of these guys get signed by WWE so they could just get on. Like War Machine? Heck yeah. And Dalton Castle, I wouldn't mind seeing him sign. Roderick Strong. I wouldn't mind ACH. Roderick Strong, this is his last uh, event uh, with Ring of Honor 2. So maybe he is being signed. This one was his last one? Yeah, this was his last one. Same with Moose. Or so they say, but Roderick Strong definitely. He they posted a article about it on ringofhonor.com or whatever RH Wrestling. Uh, oh, and Kyle O'Reilly wouldn't mind being signed. And it's I mean it, I feel like it might I, I guess you could say never too late since AJ Styles, but uh, it's a shame Jay Lethal never never came yeah. to WWE. Yeah, I mean who knows? Same um, with Motor City Machine Guns. Agreed. Uh, next up on the oh these are upcoming news no, no. results uh, on the twenty sixth Shimmer eighty four in Berwyn Illinois you had Shimmer tag team championship on the line in a four corners elimination match team Slap Happy picked up the victory over Bale Spin High WDSS and the Kimber Bombs and they became the new champions yeah. And also on that day, Shimmer 85 took place. Uh, Shimmer Championship match. Uh, Madison Eagles uh, champion defended that title and defeated Tessa Blanchard. Uh, and then went on to lose the title to Mercedes Martinez. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's get on to some upcoming shows on July the 9th. NYWC, a night of pro wrestling fundraiser for Hamptons Bay Little League. You're going to be seeing Alex Reynolds taking on Damian Adams. Taylor Hendricks will be taking on Deanna Perrazzo, which I wish she had like a, a count of how many matches she's had so far. I've lost track. Tweet her. Uh, I, I would feel very weird asking like, hey, how many matches have you had this year? <laughs> um. But, uh, Brian Myers is going to be taking on ECW original Danny Doring. Bull James will be taking on Mike Bennett. El Torito will be taking on Anthony Nice. I'm I would I would want to watch that match. I would want to watch all these matches. I mean, I would rather see Anthony Nice versus Aldo Rose. But uh, Danny Inferno is going to be taking on Aldo Rose, formerly Adam Rose. Yeah, um, which is going to be a good match in general. Nunzio Overall, it's going to be an awesome event. Yeah, Gio. Yeah. yeah, so check that out. NYWCWrestling.com. Yeah, on the 10th of July, Tier 1 Wrestling presents one year later in New York City. You're going to be seeing Anthony Bowens take on CPA, Matt McIntosh, Pinky Sanchez, and Randy Summers. Uh, also taking place is the Tier 1 Tag Team Title Tournament first round match between the Booty and the Beast taking on the Cutthroat Kings. Yeah, in that other first round match, you're going to be having the Minutemen taking on the Spring Street Suicide Squad. Uh, you're going to be seeing David Starr taking on Jay George. 
Uh, um, you're going to have the Tier 1, uh, another first-round match. Monkey Flip taking on the closers. Uh, the SOW Heavyweight Championship will be on the line. Champion Mike Orlando will be taking on Jubba. Yeah, you're also going to be having, again, just to keep on with that first-round tournament, uh, with that tag team tournament, uh, Team IOU taking on the new the, uh, Heavily Bodies. And it doesn't even say it. <laughs> nope. Uh, and the FIP Heavyweight Championship will be defended in a three-way dance. The champion Fred Yehai will be taking on Black Baron and Jonathan Gresham. Yeah, you're also going to be having Darius Carter and Grant Akuma taking on Matt Riddle and Rude Boy Riley, yeah. the Tier 1 champion right now. So check that event out. Yeah. Uh, that's all we have for today. So, Dave, shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Thank you to the following people for promoting us in this week of professional wrestling go follow jonathan at mr john Faust. also go support weekly wrestling podcast at weekly w podcast go check out their most recent episode where they have posted at blogtalkradio.com on that episode they have an interview with nick aldis aka magnus brian fury shane taylor, uh, taylor and so much more so go support them. Uh, go support Team Awesome 418, of course. And also this week, on July 9th, at Fun Station USA in Staten Island, New York, you're going to have Warriors of Wrestling pre- uh, presents Ultimate Survival. The main event of the evening is going to be the, the feud, the huge feud from WoW, finally comes to an end. Rude Boy Riley, the champion, defends his title against the American Nightmare, Logan Black. Recently, Logan Black defeated Rude Boy Riley in that eight-man elimination tag. So this is going to be an awesome match. You also have the unpredictable Jay George and the selfie superstar, Too Hot, Steve Scott, teaming up to take on the WWE, former WWE uh, wrestlers, Hurricane Helms and Rosie. Um, so much more taking place at this event. They're going to have the uh, Royal Rumble style match, the Ultimate Survival, and uh, with 30 wrestlers competing. Um, you're going to have, let's see here, you got the tag team champs, you got Dar- the No Limits champ, Darius Carter, the Perfect Strangers, Mike Law, Chris Steeler, uh, and so much more. So go check them out, go support them, uh, go visit warriorsofwrestling.com. You know, also, uh, yes. you know, this has been a year actually to the date that uh, Montreal Broski uploaded the beat to the G Dixie Carter ringtone to to YouTube. No way. Making, wait, a year ago? That doesn't sound right, does it? Frizzle? I don't know if it's a year ago or if it was uh, two years ago now. Mm-hmm. It was 2014, so two years ago. Making wow. Dixie Carter a liar as of tomorrow for two years. Oh, come on, Dixie. At least go check out first thing in the morning. Dixie Carter I mean, said, like, send me the script and I'll record you. Just email. Eric emailed her. And July 2nd, 2014. It's been it's now almost July 2nd, 2016. And Dixie Carter has not done it yet. So And and it's Canada Day. Yes, it is Canada Day. And it's Canada Day, and he is our Canadian weatherman. 
So, Dixie Carter, please, come on. Hey, y'all, this is Dixie Carter, and you're watching First Thing in the Morning. Yes, that is all we need right there. Yeah. But, yeah, First Thing in the Morning, go watch, go subscribe, go follow him on uh, Twitter, at MTL Broski. And, uh, oh, before we go into your shout-outs, I didn't get to rant about this. Can we talk about right now, I mean, this should have been outside the ring news, but the DDT Pro Iron Man 24-7 title. I, I mean, I guess if you'd like to. I am so fed up with this title. I don't know if anybody is actually a fan of DDT wrestling. I mean, some of it's really comedic stuff, so it's here and there it's funny. But recently they have been tossing around that Iron Man title from one thing to the next. I'm pretty positive this is the title that was won by a ladder. But now you have like, <laughs> now you have like Well they they made the title recently, they made it twenty four seven. Yeah, but now you have a um, cat defeating Laura James. You have Scott Hall becoming champion. You have Ryan Nemeth uh, defeating the the cat. You have which, Taya. which, by the way, Scott Hall lost the title by them saying, "What did they say? We need you to, we need you to read this piece of paper." And he goes, "I submit." Yeah, like they. I mean, they they had title changes by people signing over, uh, signing pieces of paper, such as Ricochet. Uh, Losing the title, forfeiting the title to uh, Brian Metz, who had him sign a little contract saying that he forfeits the title. John Morrison won it at a comedy show or backstage at a comedy show. And now, currently, Matt Stryker is the DDT Pro Iron Man champion. It is just. Wait, didn't John Morrison pick it up at Lucha Underground backstage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it seems like it's all filmed backstage at Lucha Underground. But now Matt Stryker is the champion until later tonight where they release a YouTube video of um, a dog pinning Stryker. <laughs> so, yeah, it's really awesome stuff. I mean, no. I, get, I guess I, it is funny, but it is – I don't see the – it's stupid to me. I don't know. Am I, this is one of those things that Brandon would rant about saying that it's too indie. So, I don't know. Brandon, shout-outs. Hello there, this is Randy Newman, and I'm telling you that you've got some shout-outs from Brandon. First shout-out, spoke about it earlier, uh, Dolly Parton. Uh, seriously, it was one of the best concerts that I've ever seen, and I hope she comes back around. Okay. Well, talking about concerts, uh, I'm pretty happy I got the, uh, I got the trifecta going on. And you didn't even give me credit earlier. Yeah, I spoiled for... <laughs> three of your shout-outs back to back to back. Well, I mean four if you want to count the next one, <laughs> which goes to Sting and Peter Gabriel. But uh, it was cool to see the to, – or to hear the WrestleMania 22 theme song live, which was uh, Peter Gabriel's big time. You heard that live? Yeah. I don't know. I'd rather hear Salisbury Hill. Well, I mean, oh. he did. He performed that as well. But I mean, yeah. it, was, it was cool because I never would have ever expected to hear Big Time. Big Time! Yeah. Hello Every there. time I hear that song, I think of Spaceballs. Why it's in there? No, but I feel like it sounds like the, uh, the end, the Spaceballs theme or whatever at the end of the movie where they're racing out of the uh, spaceship. Kind of reminds me of that. 
Well, it was cool. But uh, last up is, uh, I don't know. I hate to do an anti-shout-out here. Because you always say that, yet you always do no, it. No, well, I hate to do it here because I did end up actually getting tickets, but uh, the New York Comic Con ticketing system needs, like, that deserves an anti-shout-out. Mm. Um, two years ago, to cut down scalpers, they made people register their badges, which I thought was great because I absolutely hate secondary market tickets. Um... You, you would buy the ticket. You would put your name and everything on it. That's fine. Uh, but this year, they made a new thing where you pre-register if you maybe wanted to even buy a ticket. Uh, which, again, that's fine with me. But then when the tickets go on sale, you were given a unique link that was linked to your ID and everything. Uh, and then at 12, you would go on and just wait. I had no idea what the system would do. I got on to what they called a virtual queue at 12, a, uh, 12 p.m. Mm -hmm. I had to leave. I had a doctor's appointment um, at, tw at 1 o'clock, so I left at 12.40. Just sitting there in the queue. It wasn't like moving, updating, or anything. It was just literally, I didn't know if I was doing something wrong. But uh, then it turns out I wasn't. That was just their virtual queue. Um, but I think it was broken, a broken system at least. Um, for the fact that people would go on at 12 and some people actually waited an hour or two hours before. That's even, bogus. Yeah. As opposed to somebody like, let's say I went on at 12, didn't get on at all. Somebody else went on at like, let's say 1240 and they get mm -hmm. on. It's just like a random computer thing. It has nothing like even the fact that you pre-registered the day that you were allowed to pre-register. Like, nothing factors into it. It's just randomized as to when you get to buy. So, yeah. I was going to... My friend and I were trying to buy for uh, Saturday, but we ended up going for Friday. Um, so, I will not be meeting Carrie Fisher. No! <laughs> not that... I mean, like, I wasn't going to pay some insane amount of money to to meet Carrie Fisher. I yeah, some of the prices that they... I haven't even looked online at who... They, have they released, like, the list of signings and stuff yet? Some of them, they don't have the prices yet, but okay. I was going to say I'd rather meet Carrie Fisher's mom than Carrie Fisher. Who's her mom? Debbie Reynolds. Oh. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so if Stan Lee's not an insane price, like 100 bucks, that's too much, I'm out. But uh, hopefully the Power Rangers won't be so expensive, uh, the Black Ranger and the Blue Ranger. I was a huge Power Ranger mark, so hopefully. Mm -hmm. But anyway, the ticketing system, you would go on. That's how it worked. And uh, I commend them for trying to cut down on scalpers, but I think I liked it better when, in 2008, I literally just walked up to the Javits Center and gave a random guy 20 bucks for his badge, for a two-day badge, <laughs> a two-day pass, and I got in right away. Didn't even use a two-day pass. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the prices. I think the two-day badge back then was like, let's say it was like 50 bucks or whatever. Yeah. Um, now they're like insane prices. A one-day badge is 55 bucks. For yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. For Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And now they say that, the, that this year's Comic-Con, they're going to have panels and like signings at the Hammerstein Ballroom, mm -hmm. which hopefully, I dude, it would be the best if... 
they do a shuttle from the Hammerstein Ballroom to the Javits Center. It's not like a terrible walk to the Javits Center, but I would prefer not walking. Okay. So, uh... I mean, it's still a decent walk. It is. It really is, yeah. But, I mean, it's not It's not a terrible walk, but it's, like, it's, for me, a guy my size, it's, like, a far walk. Hey, don't put yourself down. We all know what you did in Miami. Yeah, Miami was absurd. But... <laughs> But I would prefer not to have to walk. And then and then it's like there's so much walking within Comic-Con itself that you're like tripling that even. Mm-hmm. And Hammerstein Ballroom's literally right across the street from Penn Station. So that would be that would be a gem. Yeah. So hopefully if anyone from New York Comic-Con's listening, which I highly doubt. Well, you never know. We do have our ends. Please, please offer up a shuttle from... From the Hammerstein Ballroom to the Jacob J, the Jacob K, Jacob Jacob J Cabot Center, Jacob K. I don't know. Is it K? Oh, I have a feeling. I have a feeling it's a K. I'm actually not no, too sure. No, actually, it's a J. Jacob. I don't know. K. I don't know the Jacob Javits Center. J. We'll just go with the Jacob Javits Center. Yeah, we'll go with that. Or you could shorten it for the Javits Center, but. That was my shout-outs and anti-shout-outs. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash out and use the code AMERICA for 20% off. For sure. It, it only does you good. It doesn't do us any good. Uh-uh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, check us out. MarkingOut.com, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, uh, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11. Follow us at MarkingOut, at DaveTheRave underscore M-O, at BTTG161. Again, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Anything else you want to add? Yeah. It's time for an hour. Oh, wow. Look at that. time for our mark out moment of the week that's a huge goof by me I guess. yes but hey yeah. you could go to those websites anyway yeah i mean it's not like we're not going to remind you in like two seconds anyways but our mark out well mine has to go to uh in japan i believe was that japan i don't i'm not so. too sure it may have been a house show but it was shinsuke nakamura taking on kevin owens and mid Nakamura entrance when he was about to do his uh, where he runs to rope and then swings his arm back uh, at the high pitch of the violin. Kevin Owens attacks him, and the crowd hated it. They booed, and I loved it. I thought it was an epic, epic heel faction of Kevin Owens to do that. And I don't know. Do you have anything to say about that? I know you like that spot too. Yeah, no, it was really cool. And it's like just like Kevin Owens is like he's great. He knows wrestling. Yeah. Thank it's and thank you, Kevin Owens. So what about you? Anything from you or nah? I guess it would honestly it would probably just be hearing big time live. Alright, there you have it. Alright. So, Brandon, would you like to take it away? I'd first like to say have a happy 4th of July. Uh, be safe. Don't drink and drive. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to use fireworks, uh, don't be stupid. 
Yeah, I have a fire extinguish, uh, extinguisher ready. A fire extinguisher? Well, where are you shooting off fireworks? I don't know. Rich always had one just in case. Well, he's well. don't shoot fireworks off in the middle of the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're going to shoot fireworks off, go... Be safe. Yeah, go to a beach or go to a park where there's water. No yeah, houses. Don't go near houses. Be safe. If you're lighting fireworks, if you're drinking, uh, if you're just going out in general and driving, just be safe. So, because there's a lot of people out there that unfortunately are not going to be safe. So just please be careful. Yeah. And uh, check us out, facebook.com slash out. Follow us on uh, Twitter, at out. Dave the Rave underscore M-O at B-T-T-G-161. Please purchase a t-shirt from us, prowrestlingtees.com slash out. Use the code AMERICA. You want to sing that song? No, but I so am having deja vu right now. Yeah, I don't know why. Check us out. Past episodes, old episodes, new episodes, markingout.com, uh, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Uh, if you want to be on the show, musical interlude, email us, markingout1 at gmail.com. And we wish we you, wish you the, the Best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week. Mark it out.